Atlanta News First investigates the largest investigative team in Georgia, holding the powerful accountable and fighting for you. Now, in this series of podcasts, we take you behind the scenes of our most recent investigations. Welcome to Behind the Investigation with Atlanta News First. Tow truck companies allegedly targeting drivers in their moment of need. What am I going to do? Who do I call? Plus, a Georgia highway in the dark for years violating state regulation. Why it will cost taxpayers $2.7 million. Then, a bus driver is asleep at the wheel. How eight seconds caused over $100,000 in damage to a home with a woman and her grandkids inside. And who is responsible for road hazards? What's going on with the light? Better Call Harry takes the wheel, putting your safety first. Thank you for joining us. I'm Atlanta News First consumer investigator, Better Call Harry. You know, getting into an accident, let alone on a busy interstate, makes for a terrible day. But imagine this. Afterwards, you get a bill, a towing bill for $8,000. Our investigation led to an illegal towing service shutdown, but the practice of predatory towing continues on our roads. Are you all right? Trooper Emilio Pedrosa is checking on one of three drivers who crashed on the downtown connector. In a few hours, one of the drivers will receive this towing company's invoice for $7,895, causing Erica Thomas's head to explode. Tow service was for $1,750. The dock fee is $995. Um, the cleanup, that's $2,500. Erica says the driver was nice. He even gave her a ride. He was really nice. Also, like, flirtatious, kind of. Hey, if you want to go ahead and start loading up that gear. Thomas says this is the guy that towed her. We blurred his face because we're not exactly sure who he is. But we know she didn't call him and the trooper didn't call him. He points to his walkie-talkie on his chest and he says, do you see this thing right here? This thing is um, monitored through all accidents. Um, we get calls, we monitor it, everyone is aware of it. He was listening to the scanner. Yeah. The police report shows the car was towed by Pro Auto Towing. But Erica says the driver who towed her was with Jay's Towing LLC. Here's the Facebook page. Jay's Towing is registered to James Collins. Here's his mugshot from a Chatham County probation violation in 2007. We're looking for Mr. Collins, sir. We did not find Mr. Collins, but we found Pro Auto Towing and we found Erica's Kia. In this email, Georgia State Patrol's Motor Carrier Compliance Division says both owners have a business relationship but are operating illegally and issued a cease and desist. She showed me your request, $2,500 for cleanup. A couple hours later, we got an anonymous call that if we came back, there would be consequences. Georgia State Patrol says the only records that should be showing up at accident scenes are the ones victims call themselves or the ones on the state's approved towing list. When it's someone that just pulls up on a scene, you don't know anything about them. The trooper doesn't know anything about them. They just have a record. Here's Georgia State Patrol's approved list for Metro Atlanta. If you're in a wreck, law enforcement will be happy to call them for you. 
And as an approved wrecker, they are limited on how much they can charge. Certainly not $7,895. I just want to kind of give you a little disclaimer like that. Here's the thing. Trooper Pedrosa warned all three drivers. These are not state-approved tow trucks. These are not guys recall. Erica was so shaken up, she didn't remember. I'm a good person. I just don't think this should have happened to me, to be honest. Last week, we went back to that tow yard. Erica's car was gone, and the place was empty. Georgia State Patrol says if either company starts a new towing business without the proper licensing, they'll get a surprise bill, and it won't be cheap. If you break down or you have a crash and you don't know what to do, ask law enforcement to call someone on their approved towing list and always call your insurance company to get approval first. If you don't get someone on the phone and you have a towing company that you want to use, get the price up front. It should be somewhere in the neighborhood of $100 for a hookup fee and then on average $3 per mile. Okay, take a look at this. This is Georgia 400 northbound, and that's the tunnel through Buckhead. The lights have been out in that tunnel for more than two years, and I found out it's not as simple as changing the bulbs. The fix comes down to a Georgia Department of Transportation and a Georgia Power Agreement that will cost taxpayers upwards of $3 million. Watch the cars drive into darkness. The Georgia 400 Justice C. Martin Tunnel under Peachtree Road has 733 lights and none of them work. Here's a view from the inside looking back. The 400 tunnel is about 600 feet. It's not long, but it's that one to two second adjustment that got us worried about your safety. And we're not alone. This is particularly hazardous. When one goes from the bright sunshine to pitch black, you are blinded and everyone is slamming on their brakes. Drivers who call Georgia's 511 call center are worried. So car lights don't automatically turn on so you can't see other cars around you. Please, please, please fix and replace these lights. Not only does this feel nerve wracking to drive in, but it is dangerous as I have observed cars drifting into each other's lanes. But look at this. GDOT traffic operators marked the lighting complaints as priority low, and they closed every case. To find the night the lights went out on Georgia 400, we got on Google Maps. Here's the tunnel in January, September 2022, March 2022. In November 2021, we see some lighting, but it's been problematic for years. The lights were out again in 2016. What's going on with the lights? So we are in the process of upgrading that system. GDOT spokesperson Natalie Dale says the lights went out December 12, 2021. They are beyond repair because the electrical panels that supply power are in an underground vault that constantly floods. Fixing the system requires a complete redesign. There is coordination with Georgia Power and a long-term project that had to be programmed to get the upgrade. We got the estimate. To move the electrical panels and switch to LEDs, Georgia Power wants $3.1 million, plus $153,000 a year for pressure washing and maintenance. But what about safety? 
Georgia's design policy manual says tunnels over 410 feet require daytime lighting for the length of the tunnel. GDOT spokesperson says the 400 tunnel lights are there as required, but this time there is no temporary fix. Atlanta News First exposed the problem in April, and Georgia's Department of Transportation said this was going to take about four to six months. But here we are seven months later, and the project continues and may not be done until the end of this year. We are staying on this story and will continue pushing for a fix. Go to AtlantaNewsFirst.com or the Atlanta News First app for more on this investigation. Imagine you're at home, you're relaxing, and then a MARTA bus slams into a utility pole and crashes through your yard. That is what happened when a MARTA bus driver fell asleep, causing more than a headache for the grandmother who lived there. You could feel the vibrations of the house. Sylvia Walker-Jones says it is hard to describe what it's like when power just pull it out right there. surges through every wire in your home. That's a power surge in your house. And look at this. The electrical cord to her fan burned the carpet. Last week, a MARTA bus smashed into an outside utility pole. Jones says it happened right after dinner. I didn't know what had happened. You know, I, I thought the house had, was blowing up. Georgia Power confirms the crash caused an electrical surge that knocked out power to the neighborhood. And Marta confirms the driver was alone when she lost control, a crash caused by fatigue. It was a female uh, who drove the Marta bus. She did come up and apologize. and She said that um, she fell asleep. So the bus was coming down the hill just like this. But instead of turning like it's turning, it took out this utility pole right here and it kept on going and going. And if you turn around right here, it went all the way through the yard and you could see part of the windshield lying here on the ground. The bus damage was bad, but nothing compared to the surge that burned the side of Jones's house and all the wiring in it. Jones heard the surge and felt it. I didn't know what it was at that point. I, di I didn't know, and I didn't have time to deal with it. Did paramedics want to take you to the hospital to yes. be evaluated? Yes, they did. But you didn't go? No, I didn't. I didn't have anyone to take care of my grandchildren. Jones told us she was feeling okay, but staying here when it's 90-plus degrees is not. She called Marta. And they said they could not do anything until maybe sometime next week. So we called Marta, and an hour later... I'm going to be working with your insurance company. She met with a disaster relief specialist. She needed help today, didn't she? Absolutely. Place to stay, it's uncomfortable, it's warm, it's hot, uh, no electricity, no air conditioning. Marta is taking full responsibility. It's agreed to make the repairs and told Jones to go straight to a hotel. How are you feeling right now that you're getting help? Oh, absolutely wonderful. You know, I know I could not have done this without you. Coming up, we have the surveillance video from inside the Marta bus. Find out why Sylvia sympathizes with the driver who caused the crash. And the dealership goes under before they can even get their tags. Answers that could protect your next car purchase.
Atlanta News First got the shocking video showing the moment a MARTA bus driver fell asleep at the wheel, crashing into a utility pole and through a homeowner's front yard. But the grandmother's reaction to the video and what happened is not what you'd expect. On July 11th at 7.30 p.m., MARTA surveillance cameras show an empty bus and a driver closing her eyes for eight seconds. The bus crashed on a residential street in West Atlanta's Collier Heights neighborhood. Collier Road curves down a hill, but the driver goes straight, plows into a utility pole, and through Valerie Walker Jones's front yard, the impact sent power surging through her house. I thought the house had, was blowing up. The driver opens her eyes at the last second, but there is no time to react. When the bus hit the pole, it knocked it out of the ground. You can see it here, dangling from the power lines. Minutes later, the driver makes a call and blames fatigue. It knocked out power to the neighborhood, and the surge caused tens of thousands of dollars of damage to Jones's house. They need to have some power supply to them so they can hold a charge. It will take months to repair, but Marta is paying for everything. Jones reacts to the dash cam video, but says she isn't angry with the driver. I cannot help but sympathize and empathize with her situation because I have been in situations where I have driven at times and have been really sleepy and tired. Atlanta News First is showing this video because driver fatigue is a serious problem. A recent CDC survey estimated that one in 25 adult drivers reported falling asleep in the past 30 days. It estimates that over 6,000 fatal crashes each year may involve a drowsy driver. MARTA doesn't keep drowsy driving statistics, but knows there is technology to prevent it. It tried a pilot program using distracted driver technology in 2020, but it stopped when the pandemic hit. In this case, Marta says the driver passed a post-accident drug test, but it had to let her go. It was fatigue that literally crossed a double yellow line. There is some sympathy for her, but yet, you know, you have responsibility. Everybody does. You can go behind the scenes on all of our investigations by listening to our podcast. Just search Behind the Investigation with Atlanta News First wherever you get your podcast. One of the biggest complaints I hear about as a consumer investigator is used cars. But this story stood out. The car wasn't the problem. It was the customers who couldn't get their titles. And as our investigation found out, this happens a lot. How do you feel about coming back here and asking for another extension? It's exhausting because you don't know if they're going to give it to you. Rosalind Wise is minutes away from a denial. She's back at the DeKalb County Tag Office to see if she can get a second temporary tag extension for her Jeep Grand Cherokee. The one she has now expires at midnight and the title is missing. Getting my tag and my title. Rosalind tried to explain. In March, she bought the car from the car spot. The used car dealer sits along I-20 in Conyers 
and it appears to be closed. The website shows cars for sale, but there are only a handful of cars on the lot, the gates are locked, and no one answers the phone. Whether it's $2 we spent on a car or $20,000 we spent on a car, that's people's money. That's something that someone worked hard for. And now you're not providing what you said you were going to provide. To me, that's fraud. It's not just Rosalind. We found tons of no title complaints about the car spot online and the state attorney general's Consumer Protection Division confirms that there is an ongoing investigation. But what do you do? If you're having an issue with a used car dealer, and as you are here with obtaining the title, you can file a complaint with our office. Court records show the car spot's registered owner, Lottie Sean Doe, got probation for theft by deception in 2010. Public records show he filed for bankruptcy the same year. But in 2021, tax records show he and his wife bought this $1.5 million home. There's a no trespassing sign, so we called. It doesn't even go to voicemail. We just wanted to know what he's going to do for his customers and explain why there's an SUV Lamborghini sitting in the showroom. Well, let's get that. Hey, I'll trade. As long as I can get the title to it. <laughs> None of this helps any of the victims get their titles. Rosalind tried and got denied. DeKalb County's tag office wants proof that the car spot is closed. They also told Rosalind that she has to send a certified letter to the car lot and that she has to wait for that letter to be returned to sender. Right. So that she can bring it here. And then they'll consider giving and, me an extension. But in the meantime, you can't drive your car. Right. I, okay. We're happy to report that Rosalind got her title. Some other customers are still waiting, but there is an ongoing statewide investigation. So how can you keep this from happening to you? Ask to see a copy of the title and also check reviews. If you see a negative pattern of complaints, shop someplace else. Coming up, not just potholes you need to steer clear of, how about a sunken manhole cover that's been flattening tires and buckhead for years? And a very sharp curve, giving firefighters a front row seat to some nasty crashes. But what are state officials doing to keep you safe? We've all been there. You hit something and you pray you didn't blow a tire. But who do you call if you did? I hit the one on the left. Yeah. That's me showing a Georgia DOT spokesperson the stupid sunken manhole cover that blew my tire. The drop is two inches deep and I hit it just right. This thing is notorious. It is just before you get to Mercedes-Benz of Buckhead on Piedmont Road. Here's a Google map view. If you're going north, just past Miami Circle, steer clear. We know it's notorious because almost every driver swerves and it has a sister manhole cover that's covered with asphalt. You can avoid it during the day, but not after sunset. So who do you blame when you hit something like this? First, you've got to find out whose road it is. Is it the county, the city, or the state? On Google Maps, 
if you drop the little yellow guy for a street view, look at that. Piedmont Road says Georgia 237. Because there's a number, it's a state route. Step one, report it by calling 511. You can make a damage claim if you know whom to call. And we do. In Metro Atlanta, it's District 7 in Chambly. First thing you're going to do is let us know about the problem. Make sure you save all your receipts. Make sure you save your information, your police report, all the information that you have. Then, if you're on a state route or an interstate, you're going to contact the state safety officer for that district. And because we're in Metro Atlanta, you're District 7. Hold on, because with any claim, you need to prove that the state or the city or county knew about the problem but didn't fix it. Here's one way to do it. Get on Google Maps Street View. See the top left corner where it says See More Dates? Click on it. That lets you go back in time. Here's the same sunken manhole cover in 2011 and a second one next to it. Here it is in 2013. In 2015, someone put asphalt on it. And in 2016, here's a clue. It's spray painted on the road. See where it says ATT? GDOT says this sunken manhole cover is owned and maintained by AT&T. So I got to make a claim with AT&T? So you're, we're going to send you on to make a claim with AT&T because this is their manhole cover. If there is something you would like me to investigate, fill out the submission form on atlantanewsfirst.com in the Better Call Harry section. And don't forget to attach all relevant documents and pictures. This exit in Midtown off of I-75 is plagued with crashes. Look at this. This is a piece of a rim. And look who has a front seat to all of this. Fire Station 11 at Atlantic Station. Some of these cars go right over the median and some of them plow into other cars. It was August 7th, around 6.45 p.m. when a Dodge Challenger exiting I-75 South struck the 16th Street median smashed into this car on the other side of the road. I was coming down this way. You're coming this way? Yes. Okay. And I was, I was see, I saw him by the corner of my eye and I slowed down, but he just hit me anyway. He just came flying. He jumped, he jumped, he jumped the, curb. the curb. Yeah. The victim asked us not to identify her by name. He just came flying out of nowhere and hit me. She's an Uber driver, and here's her passenger in an ambulance. The accident totaled her car, and the other driver took off. I asked him for his ID, said he's going to about to go get it, and he never came back. That's a paramedic talking to police. This accident is one of 25 crash reports we obtained over the past decade. Most of the diagrams look like this. Car hits the median and stops in the empty lot, or car hits median and crashes into another car. And here's another horrible crash in March. Only this time, a pickup truck hit the median so fast that it went airborne. The police report says the driver ran away. And firefighters at Station 11 tell us off-camera that most of the drivers strike the median at night and keep going. One of the firefighters told me he's been working there seven years. He's probably seen about 150 accidents. Here's the evidence they leave behind. Car parts are scattered like broken glass in the empty lot by Carvana and extra space storage. Anyone missing an axle? GDOT could not provide the number of signs it's replaced, 
But if you get on Google Maps, you can see how the numbers change year after year after year. GDOT reached a pinnacle in 2019 with eight signs on the median, but it didn't last. A GDOT spokesperson says the crash reports show an overwhelming issue with driver impairment and reckless driving, which are most effectively addressed by law enforcement. Do you have your own tow? But that Uber driver, who hasn't had a car since August, does not agree. Oh, no, definitely not. Is this preventable? Yes. If they put a barrier, uh, if they put all kind of caution, lights, barrier, definitely a barrier, that would have kept him from hitting me. Georgia's DOT says there is nothing wrong with this exit ramp, but we're going to stay on this story. You can see more Better Call Harry investigations on Atlanta News First and on AtlantaNewsFirst.com.